Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when it comes to the show. What's up? And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2023 AT&T Byron Nelson Classic. You can find myself on Twitter at BDNTrick, my co-host on Twitter, as always, at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Another week of golf in the books. Wells Fargo, um, not really as entertaining as usual. No, 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 no. Wyndham Clark. I was really hoping for a, a, like a fun sunday and we didn't really kind of initially got that and then Wyndham clark's just too good at golf man he just took over and i'm really like so happy because i had him at one and done the week before it was just like so awesome <laughs> Wyndham clark you're the freaking man dude um so um, that was fun fun to watch but uh, i'm glad he got the win he's been like shrieking <laughs> like trending that direction towards a, a big finish yeah. it's not many people expected it at an alt field event which gives the whole conversation once again is why are we narrowing down the freaking Special, not all field, the uh, elevated events. Why are we doing this? It, so. Especially it, man. That uh, Quill Hollow tends to like just generate some weird winners. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, Homa obviously is is world class now, but when he won there, it's not like he was like he was kind of like a Wyndham Clark, yep. uh, probably a little bit better, but similar. And James Hans won there in the past. I mean, it's just uh, it. I was trying to think about this over the weekend. It's like one of those golf courses where. I'm assuming that variance is just really high. Um, if you're not playing well, it will expose you. And obviously, like Wyndham Clark has been playing well coming in, and, and so he did really well. Yep, did really, really well. So good on him. Xander tried to make it interesting, which was fun. But all in all, like Hovland made a run on Saturday and then fell completely back on Sunday. He was a favorite. Uh, Jordan Spieth went Spieth. Full speed on Sunday or Friday. Friday. That that, that was impressive. He didn't, he didn't make it to Sunday, folks. You but apparently I mean? he's hurt. So yeah, you were telling me that right before the show. We'll so give him a pass. Yeah. yeah was, but see, my my thing is okay. So he's hurt. Why do we find out about it on Monday? Right. That's like because he withdrew. And, yeah. He I mean, like he could have with he could have withdrawn and not said anything. So I mean, at least True. we got a little bit more info than what we, we could have gotten. But yeah. True. It's just another another wrinkle in time when it comes to the PGA Damn, Tour and the, worse, man. their inter, their injury reporting here. And so, yeah, we'll see how it all goes. But then, uh, what about Rory? Rory has just looked awful right now. Absolutely awful. Yeah, he made the cut, right? Uh, no. Oh, he missed the cut. I'm pretty. No, positive. he made it. Oh, yeah, he, he finished, finished like fiftieth or something. Forty seventh. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. He, he missed his two previous cuts. Then he finished almost fiftieth here. That's what it was. Seventy one, seventy two. Yeah, there's something. Something going on there at the house, I believe. Yep, that's the rumor on the streets. So uh, something going on between the years that's effectively on the course play. Yeah. And uh, that's something I always talk about with baseball when we try to like analyze things. You don't realize the off-the-field stuff that p- p- human beings go through. And it seems like Rory might have something going on as well. So yeah. we'll have to kind of wait and see on that one. And next week's PGA Championship will be a, a fun one with the best of the best there at Oak Hill. So uh, we have the AT&T Byron Nelson this week that – in reality, most would expect to not be that loaded, but now I speak out. There's nine of the top 40 in the world still here, which is big. Like some of the guys that took last week off are playing this week to get ramped up. Plus, you know, Scotty's a Texas boy, so he's got got a rep rep the uh, the Byron Nelson. 
Right. So let's let's just get right at it. What do you got for the past event history for the AT&T Byron Nelson? Yeah. Uh, last year, KH Lee won 26 under, one shot over Jordan Spieth. Year before that, KH Lee won 25 under, three shots over Sam Burns. Year before that, uh, Sung Kang won 23 under, two shots over uh, Matt Every and Scott Piercy. So that's three consecutive Korean Koreans who have won this event. That's pretty impressive. Um, yep. Aaron Wise was the 2018 champion, 23 under, three shots over Leishman. Billy Ho won this event, uh, still has to be blocked on Twitter. 12 under in a playoff over Jason Day. Sergio Garcia, RIP, um, has won this event twice. Uh, Stephen Bowditch, past event winner. Uh, Duffner, Keegan, Jason Day. Uh, Scott, Adam Scott, I don't think Adam Scott's playing this week, but yep, that's pretty much it. Yep, this is a fun one, and I believe actually Adam Scott is playing this week. Yeah, is he? he's playing. He's ninety two hundred bucks. Um, there you go. This is a, a, an interesting course. It's going to be the third year playing at TPC Craig Ranch. The first two years, like you said, KH Lee won both years at TPC Craig Ranch. Kind of got his nickname TPC Lee because he just dominates. If you look at all the TPC courses, he plays pretty well because he's a guy that can just drive it and then get wayward because it doesn't penalize you and then just get hot with the putter and uh, birdie fest. And that's kind of what KH Lee and some other guys will do. That's what makes this a complete crapshoot. Like on paper, you know, it could be like Mexico where Finau and Rom should just dominate because they're that much better than everybody else, but with like Scheffler and others here. But at the same time, like you mentioned the, the names that have won here before, it's a putting contest. That's the, the easiest way to say it. it's a par 71, yeah. 70, little over 7,400 yards. Um, you can bomb it. The fairways are super wide. The rough is not penal because it is a TPC type course. You need to be good from about 200 yards out. That's going to be an important one because there are certain like layup spots you have to hit. Um, other than that, it gets, I, I could go deep into this if you really wanted me to, but it's pretty simple. It's just if you can keep it in the fairway, you obviously have a much, much better chance to get your birdies. But this is a birdie or better week. That is like if you want to go putting, bent grass putting, you can go that route. But it's, you know, let's get hot with the putter. There's water on eight holes, so you got that going for you. But all in all, this uh, last year, this was the third easiest course on tour. So uh, just just get hot. That's all I can say. It's, there's really not a whole lot of analysis needed on this course. Yeah. Um, with that said, let's just get right at it because yep. <laughs> there ain't much to do here. DraftKings picks for the weeks at the AT&T Byron Nelson. And now we only have two guys over 10K because Jordo is gone. We can't get the full speed moment. Scotty Scheffler's at 11.9, and Tyrell Hatton, who's been playing amazing of late, especially in big boy events, is $10,100. So, how much Scotty Scheffler is too much Scotty Scheffler? <laughs> um, I mean, uh, it's it's hard to fade him. Uh, he's number one in my model, and number one, like a, we were talking about this beforehand, he's like number one in almost every category uh, in this field. So, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I'm personally, I'm a, I'm a fan of Scotty, so it's easy for me to just plug and play. That price is a little bit constrictive just based on the fact that, you know, there's not a whole hell of a lot below 7,000, 7, so you do have to kind of get a little cute down there in the low sevens. Um, but there's definitely an argument to be made with with Tyrell and the way that he's been playing of late. His uh, his stats match that his stats match with his play, um, fourth in, in approach in this uh, field, so pretty solid. Um with his approach game. And that's really the big key this week. I mean, you just basically, you've got to be able to throw it in tight and then create the opportunities to make birdies and then get a hot putter. So um, I wouldn't talk anybody out of either one of them 
I like them both. I'll choose Scotty for the sake of the argument, but I mean, that's like easy. Yeah. It's, it's like, I'm going to keep comparing Mexico because it's got that feel to it, but like Scotty's the ROM. You could play him and probably be pretty, like, it's golf, so anything can happen. But right. I think we'd both agree we'd be surprised if he's not at least top five in this thing. Yeah. Like, if he just plays Scotty Shuffler golf, he should do his thing. But right. Hatton's going to play the Fina this week. And that, and he won the thing, and he's going to come in usually lower on because everyone, if they're paying up, paying up to Scotty, or they're all going into the nine K range. So, um, like you said, Hatton ranked out very well in my model as well. If you look at birdie or better in this field over the last twenty four rounds, Scheffler was second, Spieth was first. Scheffler was second. Uh, Hatton's fourth. Like you said, he's getting it in there. He's making the putts. He's getting it done. A uh, par five scoring is important in this field. So yeah, Scheffler's first in this field in par five scoring. But um, if you want to use strokes game total, like the overall approach, like to the green, basically from tee to green, uh, Scheffler's first and Hatton's third. So Hatton, like he's like just to justify a little backup more of your comments on on Hatton. If you guys want to play like an ownership game, Hatton could definitely now with Spieth out. Like Hatton would have been really low owned if Spieth was here. So we'll see how that kind of changes out. But don't sleep on Hatton. Is basically what I think both of us are saying. Um, but Scheffler's the clear guy if you're going to pay all the way. But it's $1,800. That's a lot of freaking money to to, uh, to differentiate there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 9K range. You got Matsuyama, 9800 bucks. He's had a few weeks off now. Tom Kim at 96 J-Day at 94 He missed the cut after he went Agua on 17 uh, K.H. Lee, the, the man, the myth, the legend at $9,300. Adam Scott at 92 Siwoo at 91 And Cooch up to 9000 So what are you seeing in the 9K range? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a – <clears throat> pretty big argument for Hideki. His his course history is r- pretty good. He's played here every year since 2018. Third last year, 39th year before that, uh, 23rd and 16th. And if you look at like just the strokes gain total at this place uh, since t- 2018, it you know he's third in the well, he's now second in the field because Jordan Spieth was number one. <clears throat> Excuse me. KH Lee is number two, obviously off the back to back win. So. Hideki, very playable in my opinion. Um, and then from there, KH Lee, back-to-back champion. I mean, the, the, he's not really having a great year, but he did have a pretty good finish last week. He finished uh, yep eighth. So solid finish there. So maybe figuring it out. Adam Scott, we know how good a ball striker he is. He's actually not had a great year ball striking, but had a really good finish last week, finish, finishing T5 at the uh, Wells Fargo. Um, this past week, and then Matt Kuchar, man, um, at nine thousand, uh, he's twelfth in my model, uh, sixth in strokes game par five, which is huge around here, especially in a birdie fest. I mean, you have to get the par fives, um, and and his his approach game is is good enough. So uh, I like Matt Kuchar quite a bit at nine thousand as well. Yeah, I was hoping Kuchar would be a little cheaper, but nine thousand might make him lower on too. So I, I'm with you on Kuchar. He's twenty ninth in my model, but. Uh, like you mentioned, the par five scoring, the strokes gain total, the things you're looking for is great. His uh, proximity from 200 is not ideal, but he scrambles good enough that he should at least get pars and, and then the birdies when possible. So I like that with Cooch as well. Adam Scott, I'm 100% on. I was on him pretty good last week too. So I like the way he's hitting the ball right now, getting ready for the PGA Championship next week. He's playing a lot of golf right now, so he's like must be focused on something. He must need a, a new Rolex or something because he's playing way more than it, it seems like in years past. So I like Scott, and you mentioned KH Lee. The one other guy I'll mention, because I'm always Team Hideki, because Hideki just gets overlooked in so many fields. Maybe not this week, but I'm with you there. Um, Jason Day is interesting to me. 
Uh, he's 22nd in my model. Uh, he's fourth in strokes gain total. He's you know eighth in birdie or better. Doesn't rate out like beautifully in the other call, like driving distance, par five scoring, proximity. He's kind of like me- mediocre, or maybe a little worse than mediocre, which is surprising. Coming off that miscut last week, finished 51st here last year, miscut the year before. That was a, definitely a different Jason Day. We've established that. But it seems like he's going the wrong direction right now, getting ready for the PGA Championship, and I think that's going to lower his ownership if you want to go that direction, where most people will go, oh, KH Lee, the man that's you know won here so many times, or you know Tom Kim, everybody loves Tom Kim. So I think Jason Day may be interesting. He's not my favorite player by any means, but could be something there with J-Day because literally he was – like two under before he found the water on 17 and he missed it even. So um, somebody to maybe, maybe take a look at 8k. You got Seamus power at 89, McNeely, 88, T- Taylor Montgomery, 87, Vinny on 86, Hoagie, 85, Minwoo Lee, 84, Aaron wise making his return at 8,300 bucks. Jaeger, 82, had one 81 spawn, 8,000 Bez, 8,000. The field is shrinking quickly, Jesse. <laughs> Yeah, this, uh, we just pretty much went off a cliff there. Um, ben on is interesting to me at 8,600, 19th in my model. Um, you know, the ball striking has been pretty decent. Uh, it, it, he's pretty good off the tee. Um, it, it, he hasn't played here since 2017. So, you know, I don't really know exactly how that's going to line out as far as how good of a, you know, how much he likes this golf course. Uh, Tom Hogue uh, at, at 85. Third in the field in uh, strokes gain uh, approach after over the last twenty four rounds, um, and he's eleventh overall. My model, I think he's a, a fine play. Is it a Jaeger week? I feel like it is, especially because you can bombs away here and not be penalized too much, and that's something he thrives in. And then he can yeah. go birdie birdie shopping. So it, it seems like a place that would play very well to his game. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, and he's been obviously hitting it very well. Uh, seventh uh, in approach and. and seventh in ball striking so um pretty solid there but yeah i mean like this is it starts getting really difficult in this field after nine thousand dollars so it's less than ideal that's the yeah. nice way i'll put it um like taylor montgomery he's not playing well right now as he comes in here but he's 35th in my model we know he's a guy that can bomb it at times and make it interesting we'll see but i like the benny on call i had him checked off for sure um, I would love to know more about Aaron Wise. It's his first start back after he left with mental health issues. So I'm real curious on that one. Minwoo Lee will be popular. He let everybody down at the Masters, but when it comes to proximity, driving distance, like he's a par five, like he's just that dude that gets it done. But I'm with you on Jaeger at 82. And then JJ Spawn and Seabez are two guys that ranking-wise, rating-wise, they're just kind of playing some iffy golf right now. But they're two guys, heck, JJ won last year. Um, Seabez finished 12th here last year. Spawn's made five straight cuts at least at the Byron Nelson back to 38th and 47th at this golf course. So I like the, the history there, uh, for those two. And you know, Spawn 27th at the Wells Fargo, miscut 22nd of Valero. Seabez hasn't played since the Heritage where he finished 19th and he finished 28th at the Valero. So, like, out of this group of guys, I think Seabez and Spawn are kind of actually above some of these people in class wise. And I'll take my chances with them in a this kind of field. Seabass usually doesn't do good at the birdie fest, but he has shown some some ability there. Spawn can go low. We've seen Spawn go crazy low at times, so don't mind those two. 79 to 75, we got Davis Riley, Bramlett, Wu, Gordon, Smalley, Stallings, Kim, Sue, or Suh, Stevens, Ben Griffin, Luke List, Aaron Rye, and Michael Kim. Who are you liking here? Yeah, Davis Riley and Joseph Bramlett both at, at 79. As far as Davis goes, third in the uh, – in the field and a pro and 
op- opportunities gained. Um, and Bramlett's 12th in that same stat. So they're real close on my model uh, on Fancy National. Samuel Stevens, your boy. He made the cut. Made the cut. Yeah. Um, and now he's fourth in my model all of a sudden. So nope. I don't know if it's broken or if you were just onto something. Um, but either way, I like it. Samuel Stevens at 7,600 is playable. Justin Shu, Sue, 7,600. Um, very similar. Like, uh, he's a young guy who's eventually going to, to break through. And then last but not least, Michael Kim, man. I mean, mm-hmm. so that, like, this is what I'm talking about with, uh, with Quill Hollow. Um, I mean, he was playing decently coming in. He hasn't missed a cut since the Honda back in February. Um, but I mean, a seventh in that field at the Wells Fargo was very solid. Um, he was really good tee to green. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't want to click his name, but I I feel like it's just kind of something that has to happen. Yeah, he's sixth in my model. He stood out real big time here. He's seventh in birdie or better the last twenty four rounds. Uh, sixth in strokes gain total. Eighteenth in par fives. Like for a guy at seventy five hundred bucks, he's hard to ignore. Let's put yeah. it that way. I got so one I more, to, Aaron Rye. I was I figured, I was going to ask him like you ain't picked your boy <laughs> like, like literally that's your guy every week. Come on. Yeah, yeah, Aaron Rye. I'm doing it. Yeah, <laughs> especially in this field at seventy five. Seventy five in this field. How do you not play Aaron Rye? I'll take I'll take my chances. Him and his iron covers. You should play that. Take that to the nah, bank, dude. I played I played golf with a guy the other day with iron covers, and I told my wife I said if you ever see me with iron covers, take away my golf clubs immediately. <laughs> Back to back missed cuts for Aaron Rye is a little bit concerning, but I'm fine with playing him. Yeah, he's a guy that can twi- turn it around pretty quickly. We got the Michael Kim thing. I'm in on that one. Stevens is third in my model. He's fifth in strokes gain total, fifth in birdie or better, third in DK points, 11th in par five. Like, he's just doing it. He's around the green game. Terrific, but on paper, you shouldn't need that a lot here, you'd hope. So, um, Stevens at 76. I like I like Justin Suh as well. Scott Stallings, you know, not playing the greatest of golf right now. We want to talk course history, 25th and third the last two years here. That's pretty impressive. And uh, 56th, the Heritage, 26th, the Masters. Those are his last two, two tournaments he's played in. So Scott Stallings at 77 would be another guy I'd look at. Um, you mentioned Bramley. And then Brandon Wu, he's 26th in my model, 13th in birdie or better, um, 51st here last year. And he continues to play pretty good golf, third at Mexico, miscut to Heritage, 58th at Valero. You know, he's usually pricing like $6,800 range. But he's a dude that in this field could uh, could, could have some fun at 700 bucks. So. Don't mind the like. It almost feels like we've talked about before in fields like this or tournaments like this. Find those corn, corn fairy guys that just throw darts, and yeah. just, they have to birdie to stay alive. That's uh, something that I, I wouldn't mind looking at. Seven K to seventy four hundred bucks. Who you got? Uh, Eric Cole, man. Um, stats look really good. Uh, he is tenth in this field in ball striking opportunities gained, ninth in approach. So really solid coming off a uh, miscut at the Wells Fargo, of course, but before that was fifth in Mexico. Um, so was playing good golf for that miscut last week. Uh, Dylan Wu um, at 7,400 as well. Sixth in DK points in this field. Uh, sixth in par five scoring in this field or strokes game par five. Uh, and third in, in birdies are better. Uh, MJ Doffey's another guy, Nate Lashley, Tyler Duncan, Ryan Palmer, Texas guy, of course. And then last but not least, man, Jimmy Walker. Like, yep. I, I guess I'm just going to have to get on the Jimmy Walker train, dude. I mean, oh, 14th, know how that ends now. <laughs> <laughs> 14th last week, 15th in Mexico. 
um, 25th RBC, 22nd Valero. I mean, so four straight top 25s, two straight top 15s for Jimmy. Back in the home state, I'm pretty sure he's a Texas dude, didn't he? Yep, yep, he's a Texas boy. So Jimmy Walker, 7,100 bucks, given that form in this field, seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, I was shocked when I saw his his recent form stats. Then you look at the price point, I'm just like – Wow, if there's ever a Jimmy Walker chalk week, this could be it. Like it's yeah, it's because you know, then you get the Texas narrative, which everyone runs with because there is something to it. You know, right. it gets windy. Like there's definitely something to knowing how to play fast and firm, windy Texas golf. There's nothing nothing lying about that. Uh, I have Eric Cole checked off as well. He's really high in my model course as well. So I like him. Uh, but Dylan Wu is one of my favorite guys here. He's eleventh in my model, he's sixth in the par five scoring, third in birdie or better. So uh, you know, 10th and strokes game total dudes playing some great golf. This is where I start you just like kind of overthinking things. But if we're talking birdie fest, potentially Mark Hubbard loves a good birdie fest. This is what like he can blow up on a tough course or surprise you, but it's the birdie fest. He finished 32nd here last year, 34th the year before at 7,300 bucks. I will take that. And he's coming in in great form. 27th at Wells Fargo, 18th in Mexico, 11th to heritage, miscut the Valero 29th to Punta Cana. So four out of five made cuts with T29 or better. Uh, Mark Hubbard is the guy I'm looking at at 7,300 bucks. Man, Adam Shank was on a heck of a run there for a bit. Then he shanked it on a Sunday, and we haven't really <laughs> seen him much since. But he's 7,300 bucks. Uh, one guy I mention every time we play Texas because it's bewildering to me. But he's a Texas boy. Patton Gazire at 7,300 bucks. He loves playing in his home state. It's bizarre. 83rd and then a third here. I don't know how you have an 83rd. That's impressive. On like how, been a, that's hell of it a was back set. in the days of the yeah. make cut did not finish Ooh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but t3 the year before that and if you look at, like the houston opens and stuff he just finds a way to do it even though he's playing horrible golf um he's missed back-to-back cuts t31 at heritage t64 at valero so pick your poison if you want with desire um the other guys i want to mention love jimmy walker which is terrifying nate lashley's 10th in my model 15th on approach third in par five scoring Ninth in proximity of 200 plus, 15th in birdie or better. He's 7,200 bucks. Uh, 17th here last year, then a missed cut. He had a 29th and 32nd at the other venues. So come off a good finish here. He's made three straight cuts 27th of the Wells Fargo, 39th at Mexico, and 31st at the Heritage. So maybe Nasty Nate is starting to figure it out. We'll see. And then it's like Smotherman's 33rd in my model. He's had his good weeks and his really bad weeks. Ryan Palmer's a, a Texas guy, 7,100 bucks. Lipsky's played well here. Michael Thompson's played well here. So kind of you're really starting to pick poisons when you get down here. But uh, you don't like your boy EVR this week? Uh, I mean, I actually just start him after because uh, he is 19th in my model. But, <laughs> I mean, coming off a of miscut, Wells Fargo, 33rd Mexico, miscut, miscut. I mean, he's up and down. He's a GPP only play if you got 150 lineups. Yeah. What do you like in the 6K range? Because if we thought this was rad and seven, just yeah. take a look at this. Yeah, uh, Ryan Gerard at 6,900. Um, you know, coming off a miscut of Wells Fargo, but before that had two straight made cuts. So I think he's all right. Scott Piercy, for some reason, has like hit it really well uh, as far as approach uh, to the green and seventh in this field in birdies. But he has two straight miscuts at this tournament. And before that was T2, T32. So take that for what it's worth. It's really slim pickings down here. Um, Cameron Percy's another guy at 6,700. Approach game seems to be pretty decent over the last 24 rounds. So, you know, willing to take a chance on him. Chapel 
Um, I think he's from Texas, maybe. Maybe. Uh, he's, but like Kevin Chapel in this field four years ago would have been 8,500 or more. Yep. Um, he has made five straight cuts on tour. So there you go. But yeah, I mean, other than that, man, it's, it is rough down here. It is rough. Yeah. Like I'm looking at like Kramer Hickok at 69. He's missed back to back cuts here, 17th in 2019 at a different course. Uh, T40 at Wells Fargo, 76 at Heritage, miscut at Valero, 46 at Quinta Cana. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, Bryce Garnett, if we just want to talk tournament history, 15th and 47th the last two years here. Coming with a 33rd at Mexico, 80th at Valero, 8th at Punta Cana. So he's playing decent golf at 6900 bucks. Uh, Carson Young, I'll go back to him. He missed the cut last week on the number, but he can bombs away. And uh, on a course like this, could help him quite a bit. He's still 30th on my model. Um, 6700 bucks. I don't mind him. Vincent Whaley ranks 40th in my model. He's seventh uh, around the green, which who cares? 34th and birdie or better. I was trying to like find a way to justify it. It's very tough. Um, if you go down to he's, but the, what I like 25th year last year, 26th year before, he's played really well at this course. So, um, that at least gets my attention on the $6,500 price point. He hasn't played in God knows how long on the PGA Tour, though, because I have nothing past Punta Cana and he has not played anything. So he's one. Somehow this Kevin Roy guy is ranked fourth in my model. No idea who he is. I'm, I'll be blatantly honest with that. Uh, he, rate, <laughs> he, he rates out amazingly well. So I don't even know if I could click the box because I don't like 18th in Mexico, miscut Valero, 50th at Punta Cana, miscut at Valspar, 33rd at Puerto Rico, 29th at Honda. Yeah, well, he likes those bad events. So maybe there's something there for Kevin Roy. Other than that, yeah, I'm not clicking any other buttons down here. So pretty rough stuff. Recapping things, 10K and above, who you got? Scotty. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. 9K range. Um, I, I like Hideki this week. I, do. Yeah, I think that's that's the play. If not, I'll go Adam Scott. Uh, 8K. Tom Hogue. I'm going to go with the Jaeger bombs, Stephen Jaeger. 75 to 79. Davis Riley. I'll go Brandon Wu. I like that one quite a bit. Uh, 7K to 74. Um, Jimmy Walker? Yeah, I just wanted to try say it. Since you said Jimmy, I'll say I'll say Dylan Wu. Give me the Wu train. I like we'll Dylan Wu too. We'll do it both. Uh, 6K. <laughs> Ryan Gerard. And the thing is, if you want Scotty, you're going to have to pretty much. So yeah. uh, I'll go with Bryce Garnett at 69. God, never thought I'd say that on this show. That's a bingo card. Um, if you're starting out with a cash lineup this week, where would you start? I'd light my money money on fire. I mean, I think Adam Scott and Kucher are cash worthy, but I don't I don't know if you want to really play those together. Hogue, uh, Hoagie at, at 85 is definitely in there, and then like somebody in the eight K seven K range, Davis Riley. Yeah, I go like Brandon Wu, Sebez, and Kucher. That's where I go, but it's not warm and fuzzy. No. Uh, if you're starting out a GPP lineup, where are you starting? I like Hideki um, and Ben on, and then uh, Justin Sue. Yeah, I like Hideki, Jaeger, and man, Walker's going to be chalk, isn't he? That's going to mm. suck. Um, Hideki, what did I say? Hideki and uh, Jaeger. And let's go with Mark Hubbard. Let's go Hubby. I think there's he is a total GPP guy when you look at yeah. covered. All right, let's have some fun here. Picks to win. Scotty is uh 
360. 3.6 to 1. Hatton's 12 to 1. Uh, and it just goes down from there. So uh, three to one, Scotty Scheffler. Three point six to one. So man, is well, he like, Tiger Woods? Yeah, it's good. to top ten. He's minus one ninety. Top five. He's plus one hundred. He's even money to top five. It's just insane. I man. made my comment before I even saw these about him should be in the top five. And well, they, the one thing was, and Mayo tweeted this out like right before we went on, um, th- like the once because I, I I'm assuming that. They just took – I would like to see what Scotty was before they took Spieth out, but I know Tom Kim was 22 before they took Spieth out. So, you know, obviously, these these are different odds than what they originally opened up at. But Hideki at 22 is not terrible. Um, Hogue at 40 is not terrible. Uh, we start really falling off a cliff here. And, like, it's – like, do I really think Brandon Wu is going to win this at 60 to 1? No. Like that, he should be 120 to one, but mm-hmm. here we are. So, yeah, this yeah. Is I mean, Cage it's rough. 22. It's freaking comical. Yeah. I mean, I know he's won it twice, but come on now. Cam Champ, who like barely can even make a cut at 90. Like he should be 180. He's played well here. He's like, he's got two top 30s or something, like a 35th and a 20 something. That's well um, for Cam Champ. It's not going to cover the win. I'm aware of that, but yes. But yeah, I mean Hideki would be my my main target, I think, in that range. Uh and then maybe Davis Riley at forty five. And then of course, uh I think I was just I mentioned somebody else there. Hogue at forty. Yeah, I like the Hideki call, of course. Um if I have to go any farther, Jaeger Bombs at forty five has is interesting. Um I think JJ Spawn at fifty five. He's he's won before, so he could find yeah. his way back up the list. I think there's something there at fifty five to one. I would agree with JJ. that. Uh, if you believe the improvements with Michael Kim, he's 70 and he's feeling pretty good about life. I'm not saying it's a great play, but if you're looking for a longer shot, like it, man, whatever happened to Garrett Higo? He's 90 to one in this field. Remember when he was the next big thing? Yeah. Yeah. That didn't last very long. Okay. Jimmy Walker plus nine to one to finish top 10. Let's go. It's Let's not terrible. I mean, nine to one on the way that. he's yeah. playing right now, man. That's yeah. pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. I agree. But, but all right, I think we've had enough of the Byron Nelson. Uh, we have the PGA Championship next week up in Oak Hill. That'll be a fun one. Pricing's probably coming out what, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. Have some fun with that. No Eldrick. We didn't even talk about that. With the last two weeks, we haven't talked about Eldrick's pretty much. You know, the way things look via, if you read the tea leaves, he's going to be lucky to play majors going forward. Like, that's his only goal, and it doesn't sound promising anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. So It's not great. Not great, especially when Joey takes off. He's going to full-time the bag on Cantlay, which that's uh, an interesting combination there. You got to go from Tiger's personality to personality to Cantlay's personality. Man, when they say caddies are like psychiatrists, that's a fitting example <laughs> right there. <laughs> that's a good one. We'll wrap it up there. You can find Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods, the podcast at Always Press DFS. I am at BDNTrick. And this was your always pressing PGA DFS preview of the 2023 AT&T Byron Nelson. Catch you guys next week.